0: Brothers and sisters, Merry Christmas. No, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Let's try it again. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yes, brothers and sisters, we have passed through four long weeks of Advent, through days of bitter cold to come to the warmth and joy of this day when we celebrate the of of our salvation the word made flesh our lord and savior jesus christ so let us say it again merry christmas. merry christmas and christmas always comes at the end of the year when, th- when things can feel their most well unmerry I and mean, even these last few days have felt very unmerry Now I can see some people still have their scarves bundled all the way up to their chins. because The cold has followed us into the church. The snow and salt turning everything cold and colorless and gray. And that winter temperature outside can match a winter that takes hold in our hearts at this time of year as well. When all the burdens of this past year weigh so heavily upon us. Perhaps there are folks sitting with us in the pews who are watching nervously all the news about inflation, wondering if this Christmas was going to be as special as it was in years past, or those prices were just going to keep climbing higher and higher, making things more and more difficult. The the news of war and strife in far-off nations that perhaps don't feel so far off to us who perhaps have family members involved in those conflicts or who worry about what might come to our country if there's so much unrest abroad. And that's to say nothing of the wounds of distrust that exist within our own country where it seems as though people are set one against the other in partisan divisions. And then the winter of this year can take hold in the very secret places of our hearts where a chill passes through us during this holiday season. When we grieve the loss of loved ones who are unable to share this holiday with us this year. Or perhaps there's a different chill, that of alienation, estrangement not being able to spend time with others, having no home, no house, no family to go to during these days. This Christmas season comes at the exact right moment when all these wounds and burdens and difficulties weigh heavily upon us. So it's, it's no wonder. It's no wonder that we turn up the music. Right after Halloween ends, just after the last pumpkin is put away, the Christmas radio stations start up. We're rocking around the Christmas tree 24-7, all the way from November up until now. Or maybe you're more of a Mariah Carey fan, or perhaps you're listening for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer to come on again. But whatever it is, there is something about that Christmas music that we turn to to warm our hearts, to take away the chill of the year. The days are are bathed in the sounds of the season. Perhaps they remind us of the past, of days of comfort, when life seemed to be simpler, cozier, easier. And those songs, that music just takes us away from our problems here and now. It feels like a bit of escapism. But brothers and sisters, you and I are here this morning in the face of this cold winter because we know that music is no fantasy. But music is rather the very foundation of Christmas. Christmas is a song of victory. It's all over the words of our prophet Isaiah that we hear proclaimed today. That wonderful proclamation of good news, announcing peace, announcing salvation, saying to Zion, your God is king. Isaiah prophesies to a nation of Israel deep set in winter, the winter of exile. The armies of Babylon had rolled across Jerusalem like a steamroller, flattening its walls, bearing away all of its citizens to a foreign land where the money is different and the signs are written in a strange language. For 70 years, Israel languished in the winter of exile, feeling no joy, no merriment, clinging to their songs The psalms, as reminders of those days past when life seemed to be easier and simpler and cozier. Isaiah comes singing a new song. A song of salvation. That exile, that winter is not to last forever. For they see directly before their eyes the Lord restoring Zion. Break out together in song, O ruins of Jerusalem. Isaiah promises something worth singing about, the restoration of a ruined city, a homecoming for exiles. And what Isaiah prophesied, what he saw coming from a long way off, that spring on the other side of winter is fulfilled for us today We're here in the bleak midwinter. Jesus, the song of God, breaks forth into the silence of our cold hearts. He is the Word incarnate, the Word made flesh. His very presence is a proclamation of restoration and homecoming, of God's victory over all the powers of sin and death that have rolled across us like a steamroller. But yet, that rose of Judah, that bud of salvation, still springs forth through the snow. Jesus who existed before all of creation, existing forever as the word of God, uttered from the mouth of the Father, sustained by the breath of the Holy Spirit, this Son of God becomes Son of Mary. A humble, simple harmony with God's creation. And by becoming Son of Mary, by harmonizing Himself with our human nature, the music of God begins to sing in your heart and mine that we are capable of becoming children of God, participants in the very music of grace, freedom, and salvation. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Just as a song lodges deep within our hearts and pulls together so many memories and stories that come bursting forth when it is sung again, so too it is with Jesus. He dwells deep within your heart and mind, binding together all of that good news of restoration and homecoming, And the song is renewed for us today. From this altar, we receive the Eucharist, an edible carol, a tune planted in our hearts to set our whole being singing. For Jesus, as the Word made flesh, desires to transform us from the inside out, to be that deep-planted carol, that long-remembered song, that enriches and transforms all our days because that's what music does transforming our lives and enrichness and depth even to ordinary moments Jesus the son of god the music of god the word made flesh enters into our world as it is He enters a world gone cold, a world worried about inflation, disturbed by war, wounded by distrust, a world burdened by grief and suffering from alienation. He does not enter the bright, cheerful notes of a Christmas song played on the radio. He enters into the real world and brings his music to us right where we are. And by entering the real world, he transforms the world. By his music, by his word, he fills our world with the presence of God. Our Christmas traditions are not, after all, little bits of escapism. They are signs of a new reality, a world of love, light, and good news. They embrace us, sparkle at us, sing to us. They proclaim that the Savior has been born for us. God is with us in this world as music. And so God makes this world merry. So brothers and sisters, one more time, let us say, Merry Christmas! I think we can do better than that. Merry Christmas!